Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. My name is Ino Sinyata, and I co-head the firm's global project development and finance practice. Today, I'll be speaking with Sergio Galvis, the head of SNC's Latin America practice, and with Ben Kent, who is special counsel in our general practice group and works with us often on global financing matters, including in Latin America. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Norsi. We're happy to be here with you. Yes, thanks, Norsi. Today, we'll be discussing project finance trends in Latin America, particularly as the region moves forward towards recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. Sergio, perhaps you can start us off with an overview of the general trends you're seeing today in the space. Happy to. For context, before the COVID-19 pandemic hit the region, we were seeing very encouraging signs uh, for project finance in Latin America. Many of the projects that have been canceled or delayed as a result of the low oil and gas and other commodity price prices in the environment in the market in the middle of the last decade were coming back to the market. And consequently, investor confidence, which also had been hit by the uh, widespread Lava Jato or Operation Car Wash corruption scandal that originated in Brazil but spread throughout parts of the region, that confidence had returned with strong demand for available assets from a diverse group of debt and equity investors. Now, the COVID pandemic, of course, had a significant negative influence on transactions during the course of this year, both because of its truly devastating impact on the region's uh, population and economies, and because of the broader macroeconomic uncertainty arising from the pandemic's global nature. At a more micro level, the pandemic has also posed a host of practical problems for project financing. One obvious one being the effective impossibility of conducting site visits at project locations given the various travel restrictions in place, thus obviously making it difficult for working teams at the credit providers to do the kind of due diligence required to back up their presentations to credit committees. Ben, could you take us through what recovery from the pandemic might look like? Do you foresee a drastic change in the direction of financings in Latin America? Well, notwithstanding the pandemic's impact on transactions this year, we anticipate that Latin American project financing is is well-placed to recover quickly, uh, not least because there remains a significant need for infrastructure in the region and investor demand is strong. It's likely, though, that we'll see a disparity in the speed at which different sectors and different asset classes are able to recover from the pandemic. For example, although the Latin American mining sector has already ramped back up production that had been suspended earlier in the year, uh, with companies looking to make significant expansion capital expenditures, uh, the oil and gas sector continues to cut capex as oil prices remain depressed. And in terms of sources of financing, we expect to see the continuation of the trends that were apparent before the pandemic, such as increasing sophistication of structures and diversity of financing providers. For example, many transportation and other infrastructure assets in the region have already switched from traditional project financings to multi-source financings that involve both commercial bank loans and capital markets financings. And innovation continues with private credit funds and other alternative lenders that have received significant capital inflows in recent years becoming increasingly important players in the region as they seek new ways to deploy that capital to generate yield, particularly in asset classes that are less exposed to commodity prices. Having said that, there will remain a place for financing structures that involve traditional project finance banks, uh, as well as development banks and export credit agencies, particularly for the most complex projects with the greatest levels of risk. 
Ben, I'd like to focus on your point about mining for a moment. Demand for energy metals, such as copper and lithium, is expected to grow over the coming years. Do you sense that mining companies are already preparing for this forecast new cycle? Despite the impact of the pandemic, the mining sector in Latin America is certainly more confident about the future than it was during the depths of the commodity price trough a few years ago. As I mentioned earlier, after various types of suspension and containment, production has now returned to close to normal levels at many mines across the region, and demand for metals remains strong, with mining companies now once again looking to make expansion capex. However, there remain isolated examples of mines that have not yet been able to safely return to production, and there are still concerns about the potential for additional outbreaks or government measures related to or affecting mining activity. Sergio, could this outlook for demand help ease access to financing for miners of energy metals looking to develop new mines or expand existing operations in Latin America? Yes, it could. Several mining companies in the region were already planning expansions to their current operations prior to the pandemic. And although it's been noted a minute ago, some of these plans have been paused as a result of the crisis. There are a number of them that will be coming on stream in the near future, including several major expansions. In addition, some greenfield projects appear to be continuing to be on track. As you know, in OC, most of our work tends to be with sponsors uh, and developers. So we're fortunate that we kind of get an insight into what's happening on their planning, perhaps quite a bit earlier than either uh, the lending market or advisors to the lenders in these mining projects got to see. Sergio, turning to a new trend that we're increasingly seeing in the market, how big a role do you see ESG, environmental social governance criteria, playing over the coming years? For example, do you think lenders will increasingly require borrowers to adapt these criteria or are borrowers, such as mining firms, already a step ahead in entrenching ESG criteria into their business and operational models? I've been impressed by how natural resource companies and focusing specifically on the mining sector, how uh, mining companies have been for some time focused on ESG matters without a doubt that focus by the industry, but also by all those who intersect with the industry is going to continue to increase. For example, we expect that project finance lenders, starting with, but not limited to export credit agencies and commercial bank lenders that have adopted the World Bank's updated equator principles, will continue to drive the market in terms of requiring borrowers to comply with ESG criteria as a condition to obtaining financing. Many of the more sophisticated borrowers, as I was saying a minute ago, have already adopted ESG practices that go well beyond what is required by lenders. Some of the recent environmental accidents, coupled with some of the issues of social unrest that we've witnessed in a number of Latin American jurisdictions, only serve to emphasize further how important good ESG practices are to the responsible conduct of business. Many projects are located in environmentally sensitive regions or close to indigenous communities. Best-in-class ESG practices should always then be a key area of focus for any project management team. And in our experience, the clients we work with very much understand that. And on the financing side, we have recently seen an explosion in, in specific ESG financings in the region, particularly those focused on environmental matters. Uh, past few years have seen a number of firsts, um, such as Latin America's first green corporate bond, 
um, Energia Eolikia's 204 million issuance in 2014, its first green corporate loan, Iberdrola's 400 million corporate loan in 2018, and first green sovereign bond, Chile's $950 million issuance in 2019. Uh, with the volume of these green financings increasing every year and the type of borrower interested in these financings diversifying rapidly to encompass not merely traditional renewable energy borrowers, but also mining companies. For example, in 2019, Mineralos Palambras, uh, which is a mining company uh, that we are lucky to count uh, among our clients, closed its own green loan financing um, in which the proceeds are being deployed to fund a new desalination plant and associated pipeline, which will help the mine to avoid using potable water in its mining activities. Thank you, Ben and Sergio. Let's briefly consider some recent Latin America project finance deals we've been advising on at SNC. Sergio, could you walk us through any unique challenges we're seeing? Our firm, Sutherland Cromwell, continues to be a key player in the Latin American project financing market. Built on, as I mentioned earlier, a strong history of uh, working on some of the most complex, first of their kind matters, representing borrowers and project sponsors. Recent large project financings on the sponsor side have included our representation of Tech Resources Limited in Chile in connection with their $2.5 billion project financing for the Quebrada Blanca Phase II copper mine, and our representation of Minsur in Peru on their $900 million project financing for the development of the Mina Justa project. Both of these transactions involve financing from a diversified pool of commercial banks and export credit agencies, a classic multi-lender structure that we developed over the course of many years. But each one of those, notwithstanding that they follow a pattern that has been in place for some time, presents unique challenges. SNC has also been active on the lender side, uh, recently representing Societe Generale, City Banamex, and BBVA on a $150 million credit facility to fund the development of a liquid fuel storage terminal project, which is being constructed and operated by a KKR portfolio company uh, in Mexico. Thanks very much again, Sergio and Ben. And thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice and to read Sergio and Ben's interview with BN Americas, please visit us on the web at www.telcrom.com. Thank you.